Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Greetings, Bunk Funkers. I am happy that you're <laughs> here. Um, Andy, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Huge. You, uh, you know, Bunk Funkers, uh, congratulations are in order for Andy. He uh, mm-hmm. recently... Came back after some surgery. Andy, you got some brand new breast implants. <laughs> I do. And they look great and they feel even better. I mean, you look wonderful. What are those? Double F? Double F. I uh, I wanted them to match my grade point average when I was a senior in college. Well, Andy, I mean, I think you look wonderful, and uh, you're really showing them off on the uh, the uh, the uh, Zoom screen that we're using to uh, to record the episode. I mean, you look great. Well, you know, you know, when you have surgery, you have some sores, so it's best not to wear a shirt at all after her uh, surgery on your chest. Yeah, and so that's what I'm doing. Um, well, you know what, Andy, I think I think your fake fake titties. <laughs> Your big old fake boobies might be as fake, if not faker, than today's topic. Wow. No, this is a real topic. Then <laughs> then the country's covered in the today's topics. There, yeah, there we go, baby. Uh, My titties are just as fake as Australia. <laughs> That's right. Today we're covering um a slew, a uh, a, 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 a veritable smorgas, yeah, yeah. Hey. A, real, a real plethora. Oh, a cornucopia, a real charcuterie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> a a uh, a a real spread. A Shoney's breakfast buffet, <laughs> Holiday Inn. Continental Breakfast Buffet of countries that... The best Western <laughs> waffle maker with some batter in a plastic container with a ladle. 
flat top grill pre like 2015, 2016 when they still used to keep the raw meat out in the buffet part. Yeah, that was when you could get all you can eat. You can't do that anymore at flat top. Yeah. You pay by the bowl now. Um, we are we are covering. I'm glad they don't do that with the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> you would be broke, my friend. You would be broke. Okay. I need to take out a loan to eat there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Vindaloo, more like Vinda Poo. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Oh, this is how it's going to go, Bunk Bunkers. This is your first episode. This is how it's going to go. We're covering a slew of of different countries and cities uh, all over the world that that people claim to be fake. These are fake countries. They're fake. They're not real. They're not real. Um, Included probably the two of the biggest ones, Australia and Finland. Two countries that some theorists believe are completely fake. Completely flake. Did I say flake? Fake. Completely fake. I think so. I like half burped when I said it, and I thought, "Oh, nobody caught it," but you caught it. Yeah, I can't. I miss nothing. Um, uh, it is. A, I don't want to say that I'm the most perceptive person in the mm, world, but probably number two yeah. after God. <laughs> well, you are an omnipotent being, so. Uh, we we've known this yeah, for a I while. I have very poor blood with control. a fucking great rack, <laughs> just like Jesus. Just like you're like God, but you have incredible, incredible tits. <laughs> very rocking, Andy and his rocking tits. Um, we are covering fake countries today on the show, and um, it's a wild one. So, you fake, know, fake, fake. Fake geography, even more than countries. Yeah, fake geography, really. Um, the, the, the land masses themselves might not even exist. Where in the world is fucking anything? <laughs> well, if you want to know where in the world the fucking research starts to the show so you don't have to listen to us talk about tits and, you know, other... Listen, lots of stuff is going to be talked about in the intro, but if you want to get straight to the research, straight to when that topic begins... Look in the show notes. Look in the show description. You'll find a timestamp. And you can scrub ahead on your audio device to when the research starts. Because first, Andy and I and Andy's big old boobies, we got to talk about... Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, we got to talk about something. This isn't a fun thing to talk about today, Andy. Am I right or am I right? Uh, what we have know, to talk about next? This is... Uh... This is a tough one. It's it's one that I I think certainly when um when we when we when we first were introduced to this podcast uh we first were abducted. Yeah. Uh despite all of our misgivings and the illegality of abducting another human being and all this, I think uh you know, nothing Nothing would have prepared us for this. Nothing. We we never thought in our wildest dreams that this is something we'd have to talk about. Um, this is a real somber moment, bunkfuckers. If you're not sitting right now, you might want to find a seat. Um, and that can be anything. Anything can be a chair if you really think about it. Even another person's butt can be a chair. So if you're somewhere with other people, you can sit on top of them. Um, I mean, Plato's... Plato's theory of form 
basically anything that has the you know composite characteristics of a chair is a chair as you know every week we uh we get a new bunker sighting in the form usually of a postcard that mr bunker sends us but last week we got a fan submitted our friend our, our our friend sees submitted a uh uh, a, a Mr. Bunker sighting. Okay. And this week is no different. Yeah. It seems like that opened up the floodgates. We have another one this week from another OG Bunk Bunker and patron supporter, Cody Lavo. Cody. Um, yeah. And this is, this one, this one is a doozy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, first of all, it, it came to us on September 11th <laughs> at 9.30 in the morning. Wow. I mean, a little on the nose. A little okay. on the nose. Um, uh, and both of these hold the same weight. <laughs> it Cody, Cody, Cody tells us, you know, t- that the, the state of Tennessee is known for many things. It's, it's beauty, it's tourism, and it's glorious national, national parks, right? But all that mm-hmm. changed for me yeah. on a routine hike with my dearest wife. There we were, walking along a trail a couple of miles in when we heard a distant sound. Branches snapping and heavy heavy breathing. Now, I, I didn't know what to make of it, so I told my wife to wait by the trail while I investigated. I glanced through the bushes to see none other, none other than the titular Mr. Bunker in hand-to-hand combat with a Sasquatch. The squash roared and threw Mr. Bunker to the ground. It looked like it was over. And remember, Bunker's buff. Bunk Bunker bunkers. is buff. That gives you an idea of the squatch. This is, a, this is no baby squatch. This is a big squatch. This is a, this is a well-developed squatch. I mean, this squatch was looking yoked. It was looking thick. It was looking tight. You know, definitely this squatch, if it kept training, we'd be looking at, you know, a new Mr. Olympia for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, you have to shave all that hair, but... Anyway. The Squatch roared and threw Mr. Bunker to the ground. It looked like it was over for him, but when the Squatch approached for the finishing blow, Mr. Bunker pulled a katana out of thin air and started shouting extremely loud in Japanese. I didn't even know the dude could speak Japanese this fluently. Well, yeah, I mean, Cody, come on. (laughs) I mean, yeah. You've been with us this long, Cody. I mean... I mean, at least, you know, Cody knew that a katana coming out of thin air is, that's Bunker 101 right there. But there he was, a Samurai Jack in the flesh, except a lot more frail. Well, your eyes might have deceived you and pasty because Bunker's buff. Um, Pro- probably a probably a trick of the lighting. Trick of the lighting. For a moment, I was admiring the way he wielded the blade. The way, and then, mm-hmm. But then it happened. You know, Bunker, while we were off... Dating chicks and being cool and driving around our hot rods, Bunker was studying the blade. And now when the squatches are at the gate, we have the audacity to come to him and ask for help. Bunker swung with all his power and slew the squatch. The only squatch to ever be discovered, murdered in cold blood by the anime version of Mr. Bunker. Wow. Um, 
I don't I don't even know what to say, really. I don't I don't know how I don't know how you move forward knowing that it's just really hard. Knowing you know? Yeah. It's hard. The only squatch ever. Mr. Booker killed it. Now there's no more Sasquatch. That's so sad. We never, we never even got to do an episode on the Sasquatch. We only covered the skunk ape. You know, my heart goes out to the entire cast of Finding Bigfoot. Oh, God. Um, Please, somebody do a wellness check on Bobo. <laughs> Please. He might be falling downstairs in the middle of the night. Please check on him. It's so tragic. Why won't those stairs just leave him alone? Why won't somebody install porch lights? He could be falling off of ladders trying to rig trail cams right now as we speak. Um, Cody did a very, you know, did 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 his civic duty and notified the National Park Service. You did a good thing, Cody. Uh, this, this couldn't have been easy for you, and you did the right thing. Yeah, all that bloodshed. I mean, witnessing all that. While on a just routine walk with your wife, I mean that's, you know. yeah. I mean, obviously our our, our thoughts are are with you. Thoughts and prayers. Well. Thoughts if, and prayers. If you if you need anything, don't ask us. We can't provide any type of support, yeah. but and we're not good at it. We're not good listeners. We're emotionally stunted men. I don't have empathy. <laughs> we don't have empathy. I can't. When I say I can't imagine what you're going through, I mean that in the most literal way. <laughs> also, we're really busy. I mean, we got a lot of stuff, you know. I mean, there's, you know, we got to like go to the store sometimes this week. I mean, it's like, you know. I, what the fuck? Am I just supposed to not pick up Fucking family-sized bag of Doritos that I'm going to eat by myself? Like, am I not supposed to do that? I mean, we we have to heal too, <laughs> and part of that is us just doing exactly what we normally do without any interruption, right? But our hearts go out to you. I mean, our thoughts and prayers. I mean, we're thinking about you. Thoughts and prayers. Um, I for one am I mean, going Mrs. to get Mrs. A- Squatch. If you're listening, yes. Um, yes. Or Mr. Squatch, I guess we don't we don't know the sex of this slain Squatch. Mm. Um but you know, if there's if there's a big Bigfoot or a big pussy missing its its spouse. Our thoughts are with you at this difficult time. <laughs> um <laughs> I, for one, am, it's okay, Art. Let it out. <laughs> I, for one, am going to be changing all of my social media profile pictures to a picture of me with an overlay of a dead Sasquatch <laughs> and making sure to tweet at least two to three times thoughts and prayers um, for the Sasquatches. Yeah. It's the only, the only thing you can do at a time like this. Um, you know... This has been hard on us. Um, you know, in some ways we feel like this is our fault. 
even though it's not. I mean, this is Mr. Bunker. These are his crimes. What is he doing with this dead Squatch? What what beef did he and the Squatch have? I don't know. I can only assume that he is, in some ways, maybe freezing the Squatch body for some later disgusting experiment that will somehow involve us. Let's bring it back to us for a second here. We've been talking a lot about the dead Squatch and a lot about Cody, but it's like, hello. I can only imagine that this was some sort of Jack Lynx-style prankster Squatch. Oh, my God. And... You know, Mr. Bunker can dish it out, but he can't take it, you know, when it comes to pranks. So what you're saying Uh, is Mr. Bunker and a lot of other cryptids were getting together, having a bit of a Comedy Central roast battle. Jeff Ross is a cryptid. That is a fact. Uh, Jeff Ross was there with his silly little hat that he wears and his like, you know, his uh, fashion sense. He was conducting a roast battle between Sasquatch and Mr. Bunker. Um. And I guess Mr. Bunker might have made one too many Yo Mama jokes or some other type of joke about the Sasquatch and things. They went to blows. They went to blows. Yeah. That's what you're saying. We we just don't we just don't know all the facts. I mean, you know, it was just it 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 was a it's a terrible scene. Tragic. Um, Bunk Funkers, if I mean. We hope that something this somber doesn't happen to you. Um, but, you know, if you see anything that even closely resembles Mr. Bunker, send it in. Let us know. We need to keep track of him. We need to know what he's Even if to. it looks like Mr. Bunker, but you're positive that it's not, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Email us, MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. Tweet and or Instagram us at MrBunkerPod. And, um... If you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash MrBunkerPod, you can get access to the Discord channel where um, you can also send bunker sightings to us, just like Cody did. But uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers with the Sasquatch. Anywho. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> um... Now for something a little less. Wait, we need to light. Let, yeah, we need to let's lighten, lighten things up. That, a that was a sad, that was sad. a sad moment. Sad. Um, but the, the the world goes on. There's still levity, right? Uh, we'll try to capture that now. Um, we need to sound a bunker alarm for two of our mm-hmm. newest patrons. We need to give them a little oh, sh- yes. shout out. You know, it's the least we could do to shout, shout out all the uh, wonderful, wonderful people who. Uh, Support the show, listen to the show, and uh, this week is no different. So, let's give a big shout out to our two newest patrons: our princess Natalie O'Sullivan and our friend Lisa Doran. Natalie, Lisa, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Natalie and Lisa, for uh, supporting us on Patreon. And um, now. As we do, uh, we are going to load up a uh, perfectly synced, perfectly, uh, you know, perfectly. This is a it's a it's a it's a sound that is uh, synced up and is meant to stimulate your brainwaves. It is uh, we, mm-hmm. we, we have a piece of bunker technology. This is the bunk tech 3000 bunker alarm 3000 3000. And uh, it uh, <laughs> it plays a perfectly synced sound, doesn't it, Andy? Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's incredible. Um, you know, this, uh, this is something that Mr. Bunker 
got for us. And uh, honestly, it's it's been a great addition uh, to the to the podcast. I think um, you know uh, clearly people like are vibing uh, when the bunker alarm goes right, off. Right, right. Like you can tell. Yeah. Uh, like people are really into it and stuff. Um, so I, I think it's great and. You know, you can tell people really feel good when it goes off, and especially since it's perfectly synced. Right. Um, like they, you get that sense they respect the technological achievement mm-hmm. in that. That it's so hard to sync things. Um, I mean, well, audio so, is such a new medium. I mean, it's so new. <laughs> yeah, this is really, this is a cutting edge frontier. <laughs> like playing a sound at the same time as the same sound. I mean, this is technology that didn't exist. Two years ago, uh, let alone five years ago. Uh, so, this is really this is really groundbreaking stuff. Now, Andy, I don't know if you have one queued up, but I actually found um, I kind of found an older one in the back of the oh. logs. Of the oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's. I I don't have anything okay. queued. So right. uh, let me just. Uh, I just got to calibrate the machinery as always. So uh, right, of course. Let me just, uh, of course. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep. These are just the sounds the machine makes, bunk funkers. All right. Now uh, the machine's all calibrated here, uh, Andy. Oh, great. Um, yep, all synced up, so, ready to go. So, um, okay. yeah, I'll just, uh, we'll play this here. This is a perfectly synced up uh-huh. bunk alarm for you in three, two, one. Buzz 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 Wow. Jeez. Beautiful. What a what technology. I mean, can you believe that? It's hard to believe that something like that is possible. Look what we're capable of. I mean, it's crazy. Human engineering. I mean, humanity really has gone too far. <laughs> and in it's some in some back. ways they should really stop. It's time to turn back. We've gone too far. We consider this path that we're on. I mean, we have synced up audio technology. What's next? The Terminator? Skynet? I shudder <laughs> to think. I perish the thought. Jesus. I. <laughs> yeah. Get it out. You got it. Come on. Now. Don't care for technology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it scares me and makes me think about my own mortality. <laughs> well, speaking about thinking of our own mortality, I'm sure some of the residents who listen to this show, this very show, are thinking about um, the mortality of their own identity or country's identity here, Andy, because uh, we're about to explain how, well, Australia, Finland, and a few other places all over the world are completely fake. They're not real. It's made up. If you if you live there, you don't. Sorry. Sorry. Not our rules. <laughs> it's the world's. Um, but we're going to get into it here, Andy. So we're going to hop in our little Cessna, our little bunk tech Cessna. And we're going to fly to each of these locations. <laughs> the bunk tech Cessna. Bunk tech I don't Cessna. think that he, all right, bunk tech He's stealing, <laughs> stealing, uh, trademarks again. <laughs> oh boy. 
But we're gonna that get, company's gonna get shut down. It should have a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. We're gonna bring you the whole enchilada in uh, multiple different cuisines, right? Like the whole enchilada in different. Uh, eh, it makes sense. You get what I'm saying. The whole enchilada in different. Uh, you get it, Booker. Different countries here on er, about uh, fake countries. Uh, here on Mr. Booker's Christmas Podcast. Fair dinkum. G'day, Bungfunkers. All your Bruces and Sheilas are in for a real beauty of an episode. Me and me good as good, good as, ah, uh, fuck. Me and me oh, good as gold no. copper. And they uh, are stoked to be getting in the bush today. We're wearing our thongs and our budgie smugglers, and we're going walkabout all over the world, including Australia. We're having a Captain Cook. We're having a, we're having a Captain Cook at the hypothesis that some geographic places, even Australia, Ain't real. Ah. So what's the John Dory ending me, mate? Well, Art, apparently some people seem to think that Australia is made up is a made up place. As is Billefeld in Germany, Molise in Italy, and Acre in Brazil. Even Finland. To be honest, Bonk Fonkers, when we first heard about this we really wondered if these folks had all their moomins in the valley. So we used our knowledge machines to check it out. Mamma mia. Now look, doing accents are fun, and Andy and I are probably, I mean, most likely, two of the great masters of accents alive today, right? I would have to imagine that's true, yeah. But we're going to switch back to our regular accents to make sure that this uh, this whole enchilada is, uh, you know, that this whole enchilada, that nothing in this whole enchilada is lost in translation. I was in the Virgin Islands once. I met a girl. We ate lobster, drank pina coladas. At sunset, we made love like sea otters. That was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I get that day over and over and over? (laughs) Yes. My favorite Bill Murray quote from the movie Lost in Translation. Thank you, Art. That was great. Now, on to today's topic. WTF is up with freaking Australia. Am I right? Australia's a weird place. It's home to 10% of the entire Earth's biodiversity, with many unique animals and plants that don't exist in any other place. Australia is big, almost as big as the contiguous 48 states of the United States. That's good enough to make Australia the sixth largest country in the world and the largest in the Southern Hemisphere. And all that land is chock full of natural resources. Australia is the largest net exporter of coal in the world, even. Australia also has an interesting history. Humans have populated Australia for tens of thousands of years. Europeans showed up in the 17th century, or possibly the 16th century, but that's not for sure, but didn't make any claims to Australian territory until 1770 when Captain Cook claimed Australia's east coast for Great Britain. Britain claimed all of Australia eventually in 1829. Starting in 1788, Britain began in earnest to populate Australia for colonization. 
They chose to use Australia as a penal colony, meaning a colony for prisoners, not a colony for those with massive hogs in British society. Now, to be fair, maybe these were hogged out criminals. We just don't know for sure. There's not enough information on the size of the hogs of the criminals. Britain kept the prisoners flowing into Australia, uh, not really even encouraging non-prisoner settlement until the, until the 1820s. Between 1788 and 1868, Britain sent more than 150,000 prisoners to Australia. Now, this transporting of prisoners is really the key piece of the belief that Australia isn't real. Disbelievers in Australia say that these prisoners weren't shipped off to Botany Bay to, you know, finish their sentences in the outback. Uh, instead, they say that these prisoners were murdered by the British government, either by sinking the ships that they were on or sailing the ships off the edge of the world. So, you know, obviously for that last possibility, you also kind of have to believe that the earth is flat, which is a whole other topic that, you know, we're not going to get into this week. The bottom line is some people think Australia is too wild a place to be true, and that's because it's totally fabricated by the British government to cover up the mass murder of many thousands of convicts. And this is one elaborate cover-up. I mean, those who think Australia is fake say that the British government has a hand in falsifying maps and satellite photos. You know, people from Australia are just paid actors by the Brits to keep the farce going and all that unique animal and plant life from Australia. Well, it comes from somewhere else. And the British conspire to fake that. It's from... uh to fake that it's from Australia. This this Australia. Now, bunkfuckers, I know what you're saying. I've been to Australia. I have pictures of my friend peeing on my legs after I got stung by a jellyfish. I bought a boomerang and a didgeridoo from a souvenir shop. My memories are real, Indian art. And you're right. Your memories are real, bunkfunkers. We all have them. We've all been to Australia and had those same exact experiences. Well, I mean, except for you, Andy, because, you know, you're not allowed to travel internationally. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm blacklisted because I'm a national embarrassment. And, you know, in the government's defense, though, I I do deserve that. <laughs> it was a tough but fair decision. And, you know, maybe you'll think twice before trying another YouTube show like Funked. We'll see. We'll see. Trying to bring it back. Well, number YouTube's number one fart prank show. <laughs> and only. Well, okay. Number one, though. <laughs> anyway, if you've ever been to Australia, there wasn't that wasn't really where you went. You see, when anybody travels to Australia, they just get diverted to someplace nearby or maybe somewhere in South America. So, you know, get creative. Instead of telling people you went to Australia... Tell them you went somewhere else cool like New Caledonia or Timor-Leste. Or maybe tell them you went to Finland. Why Finland, you ask? Well, why not? What's wrong with Finland? Do you even know anything about Finland? <laughs> well, in case you don't, here's some information. The area where Finland is today was inhabited likely more than 100,000 years ago, with the area being settled in between 9,000 and 8,000 BC. Until the 12th century CE, the area of Finland was populated by various tribes that didn't really coalesce into a formal country or kingdom. 
The area was subject to repeated crusades by Christian European powers like Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, which eventually resulted in Sweden taking possession of Finland. The Swedes were in charge all the way until 1809, when Russia took over after the Finnish War. Finland got its independence in 1917 and hasn't looked back, defending its independence against the Soviets during World War II, yes, with some help of Nazi Germany, and in the decades since World War II, has risen to become a vibrant, successful nation, boasting some of the highest per capita income in Europe, a great education system, and a strong social welfare system. All of this adds up for Finnish citizens, with Finns routinely ranking among the happiest folks in the world. Hey, great story, Andy. Too bad it's all bullshit. Uh -oh. That's right, bunkfunkers. Unfortunately, Finland is a place that doesn't exist. I know. I know. It's sad, but it's, it's true. Just as we were starting to really like Finland, the rug is pulled out from underneath us. Much like Australia, not only is Finland not a real place, there actually isn't any land where Finland is supposed to be. It's, it's just the ocean. The story goes that Finland was made up in a pact between Russia and Japan, either in the 1920s or during the Cold War, depending on who you ask. No matter the timing, Finland was dreamed up so that Japan could fish in the waters there without respecting any environmental laws or regulations or any laws or regulations, for that matter. You see, Japan was taking a lot of flack from the international community for the environmental impact of its fishing practices. They needed a place to get their fish on without the prying eyes of the busybody environmental watchdogs. So, what better way to hide your fishing activities than to make up a landmass? The whale wars, guys, are... Or, you know, are for sure not going to look you in the look for you in the middle of a landmass. Checkmate. Anyway, the Japanese catch fish in the ocean where Finland is supposed to be. They load the fish onto the Trans-Siberian Railway, where the fish go to Russia, Russia's east coast for delivery to Japan proper. By the way, this was the real reason the Trans-Siberian Railway was constructed in the first place. For helping out. Russia gets a cut of that sweet, sweet fish to distribute to its hungry, hungry people and hungry, hungry hippos. All of this fish is disguised as Nokia products. <laughs> Nokia, being a major Finnish multinational company, which, you know, according to this theory, is actually controlled by Japan. This helps explain why Japan is the largest importer of Nokia products, despite them not being widely used in Japan. A fun fact, Nokia's first two logos had a fish in them. Hmm? Hmm. Okay. You probably have some questions about this theory, but don't worry. This theory has answers, baby. What about Finnish people, huh? Unlike Australia, Finns aren't actors. They're real people. They just don't live in Finland. They're either from eastern Sweden or western Russia or northern Estonia. They don't realize that they live in these places. They think they live in Finland. So, in some sense, even though Finland the landmass isn't real, Finnish culture and language are very much real things. But they're not in a place called Finland because it doesn't exist. The same is true for Finnish places like the city of Helsinki, the capital. According to this theory, Helsinki is in eastern Sweden. 
Similarly, other Finnish places are actually in Sweden or Estonia or Russia. All modern maps and satellite images depicting the landmass of Finland have been doctored or faked. There are currently no maps in existence that actually map, accurately map the actual locations of Finnish places. This isn't a big deal, though, because as the theory says, quote, 99% of Finland is forest. A lot of it doesn't need to be accounted for when addressing Finnish geography. End quote. Hard to argue with that. Hang on, Andy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's up? Angry Birds Land. The Angry Birds mobile game themed amusement park isn't real? No. No, Art, it's real. It's just not in Finland. Oh, oh that's good. Because I've been working on booking a trip there for a while, Andy. I've had enough of those fucking angry birds and their bullshit, you know? It's time for those birds got what's coming to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm on Team Pig. Oink, oink, motherfucker. Yikers. <laughs> anyway, there is yet more evidence put forth by disbelievers in Finland. Uh, number one, Finnish language bears similarities to the Japanese language, which is no coincidence, since the Japanese and Russians went full J.R.R. Tolkien and created the language. Finland claims that Santa Claus lives there. Perfect. How convenient. A fake immortal Christmas being from a completely fake place. Are they really even trying at this point? The name Finland was chosen because the area is used for fishing. Fish have fins. So you get thin land. Doesn't get any more logical than that, my friends. Now, other countries initially went along with uh, this ruse as a goodwill gesture toward the Soviet Union... Or maybe because Russia and Japan were getting along with each other, and people like to see that. Uh, but now Finland has become so much more. It's become a model society, something for all nations to aspire to. The theory goes that it's not possible for any country to actually do all the things Finland does and produce such spectacular results. But it's great as a concept and a goal for other countries to try to achieve. And so Finland remains as a beautiful ideal for all people of the world to admire even though the landmass we think of as Finland never was there at all. And that's the theory about Finland, or should I say, Finland, which, when you break it up like that, kind of sounds like the name of a Jimmy Buffett-themed amusement park, which is where I want to go. <laughs> mm, scratch that. I want to go to just a buffet-themed amusement park. Mm, scratch that. I just want to go to a buffet. Golden Corral, I know you exist, and I want to be inside you. Oh, 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 boy. All right. Well, somebody's ready for the roast beef carving station, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slice it hot and thick. <laughs> oh, my God. In all the world, why should Australia and Finland have all the fun, huh? If you're thinking that there must be fake locations all over the place, well, you're right. Have you ever heard of Bielefeld? A city in Germany? Well, probably not, because it ain't real. Here I am again, fact man here, with all the facking facts you want on Bielefeld. What they want you to believe is that Bielefeld is a city in the Detbold, or Ostwestfalen Lippe region, in the state of North Rhine-Westphalia, in the country of Germany. Officially, Bielefeld is Germany's 18th largest city, Bielefeld's history dates back to the 9th century. 
It was known as the City of Linen during its time as a member of the Hanseatic League and continued to be known for its bleach fields, uh, which is a field where you put cloth on the ground to be whitened by the sun. Uh, It was known for its bleach fields into the 1800s. Bielefeld continued to be involved in textiles even after the Industrial Revolution, even getting in on printing money on silk and velvet during the Weimar Republic. (laughs) But hey, who wasn't printing money during the Weimar Republic? I know I was. Today, Bielefeld is home to Dr. Oetker, a multinational food product company, Bielefeld University, and the Bethel Institution. And who could forget the local football concern, DSC Arminia Bielefeld, a member of the two Bundesliga, the league that's just below the Bundesliga. This is a D2 team. Uh, No offense to those guys. They really play their hearts out. Hey, great job, fact man. Too bad it's all a bunch of poo-poo crap because (laughs) Bielefeld doesn't exist. You stupid fucking cuck. (laughs) Jeez. Let me, truth boy, give you the real freaking story. All right. Bielefeld isn't real. Never has been. The myth was uncovered in 1994 by Achim Held. Huh? Close? Yeah. Yeah. Achim? Achim Held, like yeah. Achim's razor? Yeah, kind of. Who was, <laughs> was studying at the Spelled University of Kiel yeah. at the time. A friend of Ockham uh, met someone allegedly from Bielefeld at a party. Despite knowing of Bielefeld for their whole lives, Ockham and friend realized that this was the first time they've ever met anyone who claimed to be from Bielefeld. After posting his disbelief on a early internet forum, Ockham began to notice an uptick in people claiming to be from Bielefeld. There was one problem, though. These people all seemed to have Vacant expressions, like their minds had been uh, had been messed with. Occam started to notice that Bielefeld was making the news more often, including the uh, the nice little soccer or football team we mentioned earlier, Armenia Bielefeld, which started to enjoy some success seemingly out of nowhere. Occam discovered that if you tried to drive to Bielefeld on the autobahn, the exit was closed. Occam also found that uh, an official website for Bielefeld was created with a bunch of photos claiming to be of Bielefeld. But the pictures didn't provide any definitive proof that they were actually of Bielefeld. Who knows where they were taken? From these seemingly, you know, from these seemingly innocuous beginnings, the mystery of Bielefeld grew. Eventually, it was determined that the shadowy government organization known only as Z which means they, in Deutsch, keeps the myth of Bielefeld alive. Apparently, Z intercepts any travelers to Bielefeld and brings them to the Bielefeld Center, an MK Ultra style mind programming facility. Z also pays for actors to pretend to be from Bielefeld, just like the British do with Australia. Even Armenia Bielefeld is made up of actors. Blessed Armenia Bielefeld! Damn you, Z! You can't toy with our emotions like this, you bastards! Jesus, uh, while, uh, while Art collects himself, uh, let me tell you why Z is so daggone secretive about the area where Bielefeld is supposed to be. Basically, it's because there's some weird shit going on there, bunk funkers. 
Now, to be fair, nobody can really agree on just what exactly is happening, but it's all not good. One possibility is that Bielefeld is home to a top-secret research lab run by Mossad, the Israeli intelligence agency. The Bielefeld site was chosen because it's the intersection of two undocumented ley lines, which are, real simply, alleged energy connections between sacred sites on Earth. But that's a whole other episode, bunkfuckers. I'm not sure our intellect bellies could handle two whole enchiladas in one sitting. Yet burst! The intersection of the ley lines at Bielefeld may mark the opening to a long-lost tunnel connecting the United States to quote-unquote Australia by passing through the lost city of Atlantis. Uh, Check out our episode on Atlantis for more information on, uh, well, Atlantis. But not everybody is buying the Mossad ley line Atlantis tunnel idea. Some people believe Bielefeld does sit above a network of caves, not for travel to Atlantis, but for harboring a dragon. Apparently, this dragon lives in the cave network, is guarded by ancient knights who use drugs to keep the dragon sedated, and who are working for extraterrestrials. Hmm. Speaking of ETs, uh, one other idea about Bielefeld is that it's the point where Ashtar Sharon, uh, an interdimensional extraterrestrial being, visited Earth to educate Earthlings. The story goes that Ashtar will return to Bielefeld in the future, and he's bringing some star power with him. Not like fusion technology or anything, more like the Hollywood stars, baby. No less than Elvis Presley and Kurt Cobain, two famous subjects of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time. Hmm? According to this hypothesis, both Elvis and Kurt were liberated from their stressful lives by the Swedish Secret Service, which gave them new identities. But they will return at Bielefeld when Ashtar returns to Earth. Now, one thing that's really nice about the Bielefeld uh, theory is that there's proof. It's true. All you have to do is ask these simple three questions. One, do you know anybody from Bielefeld? Two, have you ever been to Bielefeld? Three, do you know anybody who has ever been to Bielefeld? If the answer is no to all three, well, you must conclude Bielefeld doesn't exist. Now, if all this Australia, Finland, and Bielefeld talk has started to get you good and horny, let's get you to completion by mentioning a couple of other places that are, as cartographers might say, fake as fuck. Places such as the region of Molise in Italy. Officially, Molise is one of Italy's 20 regions located in southern Italy, bordered by the regions of Lazio, Campania, Apulia, and Abruzzo. Molise used to be a part of Abruzzo, but split in 1963, making Molise Italy's youngest region. Molise is a relatively sparsely populated, mostly mountainous area that is known for its agricultural products like the the grass pea, farro, and wine. There's also a fiat plant. Vroom, vroom! (laughs) One famous dish of the region is pasta fagiole, or as we say in the USA, pasta fazool! It's a pasta and white bean soup. Manja, come and eat ya, Gabago. So what's the deal with Molise? I don't know. Nobody does. It's such a mystery because it doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. Italians sure do disbelieve in Molise, and they've come up with some pretty good slogans. Like, uh, for example, here's Molise non esiste, which means Molise doesn't exist. 
Clever, clever girl. Then there's the more concise, Molise isn't. Cute. Really, though, uh, Molise suffers from the same thing as Bielefeld. Nobody knows anybody from there. <laughs> Nobody's ever been there. And nobody knows anybody who's ever been there. Therefore, Molise isn't. Last, but certainly not least, is the Brazilian state of Acre. Acre is in the west of Brazil, in the north region, bordered by Peru and Bolivia. Acre is so far west, it's a two-hour time zone difference from Brazil's capital, Brasilia. Acre is in the Amazon rainforest, chock full of rubber trees and Brazil nut trees, making the state the largest producer of both Brazil nuts and rubber. The largest recorded black caiman crocodile was shot in Acre in 1965, so there's that too. Uh, really put them on the map. Acre is also home to some of the last remaining uncontacted native tribes of people in the world. The capital city of Acre is Rio Branco, where you can find the air, uh, where you can find the Arena da Floresta Stadium, which was in the running to host games during the 2014 FIFA World Cup in Brazil. Uh, and sorry to break this news, but unfortunately, the stadium was not selected. So what the hell is going on here in Acre? You know, uh, well, according to Brazilians, Acre might be in another dimension. <laughs> or, get this, dinosaurs live there. Oh, baby, now we're talking my language. This guy wanted to be a paleontologist when he was a little boy. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> There's no real story to go along with that. But hey, it's fun. We're having fun. Now, aside from these places we've mentioned so far, there are other places suspected of being fake. Like, uh, for example the U.S. state of Wyoming. But the places we've highlighted are amongst the uh, most prominent. So, about these hypotheses, skeptics will say, frankly, not a lot. The, skeptic take, the skeptic's take is really that there's basically no evidence presented by believers that supports their claims, other than the claims themselves. And when I say that, I mean they really don't present any evidence at all. Uh, now, aside from that issue, which, which honestly is a pretty big one. Each of these conspiracies has other skeptical considerations. Let's start with Australia. The Australia hypothesis really seems to be born out of a disbelief that a place like Australia with, with such unique geography and biodiversity could ever exist. Skeptics, of course, will point out that uh, point out the copious amounts of records, photographic evidence, resident testimonies, etc., as proof Australia actually does exist. But Australia truthers just reply that it's all part of the conspiracy. But let's be honest. If Australia is fake, this is one of the most elaborate hoaxes in history and involves the complicit involvement of millions of people for hundreds of years. Why would all these people keep quiet to cover up the mass murder of thousands of convicts carried out by the government of Pitt the Younger? Lord Palmerston! Okay, let's settle down before I get punched in the face here. The other thing with Australia, which is uh, which is true for some of the other locations as well, is that it might have just started as a joke that some people ended up actually believing in, despite, you know, that there's really no reason to believe in it other than that you're really, really incredulous about Australia in general. <laughs> it's pretty much the same same story for the hypothesis that Finland isn't real. This, uh, that story originates with a guy named Jack posted it to a Reddit thread about the weirdest things people were taught by their parents. According to Jack, when he was eight or nine years old, Finland got mentioned on the news and his parents told him that Finland wasn't real. 
explaining to him what became the initial version of the Finland conspiracy. Now, Jack's original story is a little bit less elaborate than what it's become with additions from, you know, other people. It's important to note that Jack doesn't actually believe in uh, doesn't actually believe Finland isn't real. So he believes it's real. He's a believer in Finland, the country, the landmass, everything. But some people latched onto it and it became sort of like a meme and which spawned its own Reddit forum, which even then spawned another Reddit forum for people who actually believe Finland isn't real. Despite that, it's still not clear how many people truly believe in this one. Uh, It could just be a bunch of internet jokesters. You know, aside from this, Finland has all the same problems as the Australia story in that it lacks hard evidence. It also kind of doesn't make sense. (laughs) If the Japanese and Russians, you know, did this so that the Japanese could fish in private, but the whole world knows about it, well, what the heck is the point? (laughs) And the only thing the Russians get out of it is a cut of the fish. You know, it doesn't seem like they have much incentive to go along with this. Also, there's nothing we could find to support that Nokia exports most of its products to Japan. In fact, Nokia recently exited the Japanese mobile device market. Looks like they're um, now mainly involved in 5G solutions in Japan, which, uh, boy, is a whole nother topic. As for the Japanese control over Nokia, Nokia is a public company, so you can look up who the major shareholders are. At the time of this recording, at least, there don't appear to be any major Japanese firms that are major shareholders. In fact, it's mostly U.S. firms. Another thing, the Trans-Siberian Railway was completed in 1904, well before any version of this story says that Finland was dreamed up. So the claim that the trains, the trans... The trains, the Trans-Siberian, the Trans-Siberian Railway, I said orchestra, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra (laughs) is very fake. (laughs) That's another episode. Another episode. Um, So the claim that the Trans-Siberian Railway was constructed just to transport fish to Japan, well, that doesn't add up. The story of Bielefeld definitively started as a joke, which was admitted by none other than Bielefeld conspiracy originator, Occam held. Occam made the joke online, and it just kind of took off on that forum and got popular in Germany at large. It helps that Bielefeld is is kind of nondescript. It's in the most populous region of Germany, but it's it's not the biggest city in its state, so it's overshadowed even locally. Aside from that, Bielefeld isn't really known for much or and it hasn't been home to that many hugely notable people like internationally. It's just sort of a run-of-the-mill German city. Uh, the plain nature of Bielefeld helps make the joke more popular. Uh, it was even referenced by German Chancellor Angela Merkel at one point when she mentioned uh, a town hall she held in Bielefeld. That popularity has led to people to just keep adding on, a lot like Finland. For what it's worth, the Bielefeld Council in 2019 offered 1 million euros to anybody who could provide proof that Bielefeld doesn't exist. So far, nobody has been able to claim that prize. So Molise and Acre are uh, pretty similar in their genesis. Both places are relatively new to their nations. Molise is the newest region in Italy, and um, while Acre is not the newest Brazilian state, it it, uh, didn't officially become a state until 1962, which is much later than most states. 
Molise and Acre are also pretty remote places in their countries. Molise is mountainous and Acre is covered in uh, rainforest. They're not heavily populated either. While neither location is the least populated or least densely populated uh, region slash state in its country, well, they're near the least in both categories. These are just places that the average Italian or Brazilian doesn't visit frequently or, you know, hear a lot about. So similar to other stories, these two also seem more like inside jokes in their own countries rather than really true conspiracy theories. But as we've said before, who knows what people actually believe? (laughs) Although saying there are living dinosaurs in Acre is uh, really does feel like someone just trying to have a little fun, you know, just a little live dino goofing. Classic. So, Bunk Funkers, we've traveled the world as the banners unfurled. I guess you'd have to say we got around on today's episode. And during our travels, we collected all of the fragrant spices and herbs these great places have to offer. We raided the brush pepper bush in Australia, gathered some fresh dill in Finland, picked some juniper berries in Bielefeld, snagged some piney rosemary in Molise and got ourselves some anato in Acre. Mix it all together, and what do you get? One heck of a tasty whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey, Bunk Bunkers, this is Art. I'm here with Andy. We just wanted to let you know we recently launched a Patreon page. So if you feel like supporting the show, you can find it at patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Becoming a supporter will get you one extra podcast a month of our brand spanking new podcast, Andy and Art Debunked, available only on Patreon. Not only that, you'll get a lot more fun perks at each tier. So visit us at patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker Pod. That's patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Hey, welcome back, Bunkfuckers. That was our... That was our research <laughs> of uh, fake countries, parentheses, Australia, Finland, and others, and parentheses. Right. Uh, that's maybe what we'll title it. We'll see. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. We'll see how we title it. Yeah. Um, boy, Andy, this is a fun one. <laughs> is this, a fun, this is fun, right? This like, is fun. Australia, are you mad? You never call. You never pick up the phone, you you never call. It doesn't really seem to me like Australians are mad about it. (laughs) Finns, on the other hand, might be. So from what I know about Finnish people, and obviously this is a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a stereotype. I'm just hearing this secondhand from a dude who lived there for a little while and makes YouTube videos, okay? Okay. Don't fucking shoot the messenger. All right. Yeah, we won't. We're not going to murder the you. The Finnish people are very like blunt. They're very blunt people. And mm-hmm. they will like say, you know, stuff to your face like what are you stupid? <laughs> like you do not understand this, you know? Like things like that. Like 
And I don't know any Australians personally, but from what I've gathered on Australians in various media, they seem like the most laid back, fucking chill bros who are like, you know, just uh, you guys, you Australians, you know, you know, you guys are fucking shitters. You guys know you're fucking shitters, man. You guys love shit posting. You guys are shit posting oh, okay. experts. You walk around all day calling each other a sick cunt. Oh yeah. Put her in the U. You guys are you guys I know what you guys are up to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they're having uh what, six pack of VB long necks at <laughs> ten to eight in the fucking morning. <laughs> I, I mean you just like watch you know I don't know these are from the the very few Australians I've interacted with on like Twitch or you know seen in YouTube videos um, or just like in general like they're just you know they're just uh, they're like the fucking world shit posters they're fucking they're all chill as hell I, I love Australians Australians are great uh, you know to show your support head to Bunnings and have a snag yeah, do that. Um, you know, can I say the same for actually going to Australia? I don't know. You guys got a lot of fucking crazy creatures that live there. I would go. I would try it. Don't knock it till you try it. It's very hot. It's a hot place. That's a, that's one strike for me. Yeah. Now Finland on it's the other hand, it's a hot place. Very cold. Oh, yeah, so cool. I think I could. I think I could get along in Finland. You'd like it. There's probably a lot of fish. They eat a lot of fish. I enjoy fish. I like cold weather. Me, on the other hand, mm. yeah, you would struggle. Uh, I'd show up and I'd be like, "Yo, Mama Mia, give me a, a burger." You know, you would do okay because you don't need to see the sun ever. That's true. I do live like a sad underground troll hermit creature. You basically live like it's Arctic Arctic winter it's all true. the time. That's true. That is my normal life. I uh, rarely leave the home. Um, you know, famously during uh, when the COVID was the quarantine thing was really first kind of hit. I spent, I want to say, two and a half months without ever leaving my house. Yeah, I think I think that was my record. Like two and a half months, I just did not leave. I didn't take a, I didn't step outside, but again, we live in Chicago where nine months out of the year, it's like, it's just not fun to be outside. It just sucks. (laughs) Nine. That seems like that's, that's a high number. I I mean, in my opinion, I don't know, like nine, it doesn't really start to get nice until like June, sometimes May. Mm. I don't know. Listen, don't April's fine. You know what? You don't know what you're talking about. You're not fucking from here. <laughs> He's got me. Um now, Andy, are we sure that an Molise isn't a cover for most icely? <laughs> the Cantina? There's a Cantina there, from- Andy. There's a hive of scum and villainy. Um We gotta be careful. What was that Chewy? What was the band leader's the band leader's name, his last name was like McCool. Star Wars? We needed more backs. Yeah. Those guys all have backstories. Oh, they all have backstories. 
And we needed more. We needed to know more. We about needed that, to know frankly. more about all the denizens of Moist Eisley, every single yeah. one who lived in there. I want to know about the what 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 kind of what makes up the soil content of on Tatooine. That's really important to me to enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> it's sand. Yeah. Why do you think Luke didn't like living there? He got it from his dad. I hate his dad sand. Hates sand. <laughs> it's coarse. It gets well, everywhere. It gets everywhere. I hate Finland. In- it doesn't exist. Anakin, what do you think about Australia? I hate Australia. It's not real. Um, now, Andy. Annie, Annie, you've changed. Now, Andy, was there a follow-up to that <laughs> yeah. bit? Was there a tag on that? Or were you, were you, were you setting me up for something? No. Okay. I didn't know what else to do. We're professional comedians. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell. This is a well oh, Jesus. Finland well was exporting. Machine. I mean, let's be honest. Finland was exporting all those Nokia brick phones to help Japan build infrastructure. Am I right? Do you think that all those fish went... <laughs> do you remember those? Where you could direct, you could do the direct call? You didn't have to call oh, it. Oh, like yes. Walkie-talkie? Sprint had walkie-talkie phones. Uh-huh. I remember those. That's so funny. Oh, my, my wife had one. Your wife had one? Who was, who was she fucking burp chirping? That was her. That was, was when we were like in high school. That was her parents. Oh, my God. Parents fucking bugging her while she's at school. What was your first mm-hmm. phone, Andy? At school. <laughs> um, Wait, what? My first phone? Did you have one of those like massive 80s phones where you had to carry around like a personal satellite on your hip? Yeah, I had one of those suitcase phones um, because at the time I was the uh, regional sales rep for Cutco <laughs> Knives and you always got to be available in the fast-paced world of Cutco. Yeah. You had a DeLorean too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I went back to the future because <laughs> time is cyclical so you can just go all the way backwards to the yeah, future. time is so fucking sick. I want to lick sickle. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Sick Lickle. <laughs> Number one NASCAR driver, Sick Lickle. I drive an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> I turn left pretty damn sharp. I roll over most of the time. I do. Haven't yeah. finished a race. I cause a lot of crashes. Ice cream. Because little ice fucking cream falls uh, out the back of the truck. Little Sonic Never the Hedgehogs it. with gumball eyes go flying into the stands. It's tragic. You know, you'd think I'd lock the ice cream up in a freezer. No, just let it loose in the back. <laughs> you know, people back don't, doors of the truck fly open. People don't respect me as much as uh, Tony Stewart or Dale Earnhardt or Dale Earnhardt Jr. or uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Dale Earnhardt Sr. Or, or uh, Stan Petty or Dale Jarrett Jim, or Kyle Jim Jarrett Gordon. or Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon from Spider Man. Batman. Um, <laughs> but, you know, sick lickle. I'm up there. I might never make a podium, but you know what? One day I am, and I'm going to fucking take so much milk and pour it all over myself, and it's going to freeze, and I'm going to turn it into ice cream. (laughs) For the first time, it won't just be me pouring milk over myself for no good reason, (laughs) which I do at every race. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I pull into the fucking pit stop. Yeah. That's me cyclical. They say, uh, sick, what's wrong, man? You got uh, something wrong with your tires? You need a tire change? I say, no, man, you need to fill me back up on uh, fireworks, popsicles, choco tacos. 
I'm out of Choco Tacos, man. They say, sick, you gotta stop eating Choco Tacos when you're trying to fucking pull behind and pull in front of the pace cars. And I go, shit, man, that's not cyclical style. And I say, the pace cars, New York City. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well... Cyclical, another one of our classic characters. Cyclical. Have a lick. Sick sent you. Tell him sick sent Tell you. him sick sent you. <laughs> Fucking. That was his uh, his ad for stamps. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a stamp ad on my car. I don't have a lot of other Big advertisements. Stamp. It mostly is prices. Big, big yellow faded prices for the various ice creams. Big. <laughs> Big stamp guy. You know, Tony Stewart, one time I crashed into his fucking Home Depot car, number 22. And I, uh, he got out into me and he tried to punch me in the face. He said, you make me sick. Cyclical. You make me sick. Well, I haven't had anything but heavy cream in my diet for about eight months, so I just barfed everywhere. <laughs> I beefed it. <laughs> just totally. Kitchen sink all over Tony Stewart. <laughs> He was Tony Spewart. <laughs> oh, God. I got arrested for assault, but, you know, I didn't mean to do it, but I get it. I got arrested for assaulted caramel. <laughs> they were all so rotten, and I sold them to kids. Yeah. It's toppers on my kids. ice cream. The kids in Daytona had diarrhea for a month. That was all my fault. I admit it. <laughs> cyclical i mean it gets real gross because by the end you know most of the kids come up to me and they want to buy some of the ice cream but it's all melted and it stinks i mean i'm daytona 500 takes like five hours <laughs> it smells out loud and i don't remember i don't keep it in a freezer <laughs> it's just in the back of the truck the truck's not refrigerated not, not at all don't even have working air conditioner i'm sweating like a pig the whole time yeah i'm not even wearing a fire retardant suit i'm just like out there <laughs> i caught on fire and they put me out with heavy I- cream just wearing only it's just like eating a spicy pepper being on fire same difference milk's the best milk's milk's the best way to put out the flame yeah milk milk solves everything got me also put out the flame with my ex-wife oh Oh, boy boy. there was a woman that did not like milk (laughs) being poured into her mouth while she slept she would wake up choking i'd say like honey you just look so damn peaceful and she'd be like god damn it sick what the fuck? Sick. Pouring milk down my throat while I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Nic- your wife, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole Lickle. Nick Lickle. <laughs> Nicky Lickle. <laughs> Nicky Lickle. But yeah, yeah, I'm divorced. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's the topic we're talking what about? What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about the very real cyclical, my favorite NASCAR. <laughs> favorite driver. <laughs> they know cyclical's coming. 
<laughs> He's the entertainer. Sick Lickle. Oh my God, Sick Lickle. Um, pop, look for pop him. Pop goes the weasel. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what your ice cream trucks played? Uh, you know, there's some of them have kind of a pastiche of uh children's songs. Right. Mine played the Entertainer. Yeah, the Entertainer's a classic. Um, but I do think that uh Pop Goes the Weasel is uh also Right. It just depends. Depends on your truck. No, Andy, we were talking about well, first we were gonna say what was your first phone? What 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 was your <laughs> first cell phone? And then somehow we got oh, fucking yeah. sidetracked. <laughs> Because I said I had a briefcase phone, and you asked me if I had a DeLorean, and I said time was cyclical, mm. and then we got to cyclical. <laughs> yep. Um, which makes total sense if you don't think about it. Um, my first phone, uh, I don't know what brand it was. Mm. I would have had it in like, what year would that have been? Like 2002 was probably when I got my first phone. Okay. Around there. Um, it was one of these, um, phones that were not a flip phone, um, you know, keypad, the little screen, that was it. Customizable case. I think I had like a tropical sunset case. Yeah. So you had a brick phone. Is that, is that what people call them? Yeah. It was just a square device with a screen and the numpad, right? It was a rectangular device. Okay. You know I don't know the difference between various shapes. <laughs> That's one thing you've never been able to learn. <laughs> You're always like, Art, don't you? Art, quick, grab my life-saving medicine. I just got bit by a snake out on this desert trail. It's an oval-shaped. And I'm like, well, you're fucked, buddy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the oval-shaped pills. <laughs> wow. There's a uh, Wikipedia page for mobile phones introduced in 2002. A lot of them are Nokia's. Yeah, the Nokia brick phone is like a it's a meme because it was like such a ubiquitous phone, but the the joke is that they were fucking indestructible. Like you could yeah, you right. Could, you know, do anything with those stupid things and they would I I remember those were I, very popular. I didn't I never had one, I'm but f- I feel fairly Oh yeah, definitely. This is it. I had the Motorola V120C shit up i'm looking at a picture of it and that is it 2at the blue light and everything okay i'm getting oh yep i've seen that phone before yep that was my first phone wow look at that fucking thing man phones look so fucking weird um i had the antenna it's got an antenna <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that weird i don't remember yeah, that you probably chew on that I thing guess it right did. right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime there's, uh, you know, electrical components sticking out, it's a good <laughs> bet I'm going to chew on them. Um, I don't remember what I had. It was a flip phone. It was U.S. Cellular back when they existed. Um, because I believe they're just AT&T now. Or they got bought by AT&T or whatever. Or who knows what. But mm-hmm. it was some kind, it was just like a small black flip phone that, yeah, all it was was like a numpad and um, a small screen. And all you could really do was call. You couldn't text. I didn't get texting until... Uh, God, I was probably like a fucking junior in high school before I got texting, which is wild. <laughs> That's funny. I Like, I got this phone when I was... When I started to drive. So it was like when I was sophomore, junior in high school. 
Wow. I I had texting. But you know, not this doesn't I don't think this exists anymore, but at the time it was limited. You had a limited number of texts. Yep. So I hardly ever texted. Not because I ever like got close, but I just didn't do it. You know? So right. you know, back back at that time you had to use it like you uh like you do now with like a regular phone, mm-hmm. like a like a like a wired phone where you have to press the button the number of times. Were you, you a right were you a T9 guy or were you a uh, a regular Do you know the difference? T9 was like mm-hmm. the dictionary. The dictionary, like where it auto, like pre-fill, like auto-fill. Kind of, yeah. Like there was like a bank of words and the way you would press the number keys, it would fill it out. But then there was like the classic version where it was like if you wanted the letter, you know, B, you had to press one, two times. Yeah. Yeah. Were you that guy or you were that's what That's what I did. I wasn't T9. You know, I had a really good friend though in high school and he would sit there and this is this was like how a lot of people were, you know, with the phone under the desk. Yep. And he could type the whole message without looking at it. That's fuck yeah, the, that's like, fucking nuts. I could never do that. Like I had to like stare at it and I would get it wrong all <laughs> yeah. the time and have to, you know, <laughs> you have to start over. Hold like, it I'm right up to idiot. your face. It's like two inches away. <laughs> it's like I I can barely like if 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 to, if thank God for autocorrect or I would never send a text now. <laughs> Take forever. Well, you're like a swipey guy now. You use that weird swipey technology. Oh, I love the swipe. The swipe is the best because yeah, now like, I have I've had like Samsung for forever you, now. You like to wipe and you like to swipe, wipe and swipe. I use the same fingers. <laughs> it's wild though, man. I mean, I don't want to sound like a fucking straight up boomer here, but like mobile phone technology changed so rapidly, and I saw it like in my lifetime. I mean, I guess. A lot of technology did, but because we, you know, we were kind of born right there at that tech boom. But like, I mean, mobile phones really like they started out, they were all kind of like those brick shapes. Right. And then sometimes you had flips and then all of a sudden you had like this explosion of different shapes. You had slider phones, you know, you had like the T-Mobile sidekick. You had the Blackberries, like kind of like those kind of phones. You had, um, you know, your brick phones. You had all sorts of wild shit. And then all of a sudden, like the iPhone comes out and then now everything looks like that. Everything is just a black brick. My parents had one of those like late, mid, late 90s uh, mobile phones. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, it had like two battery packs and you had to like plug it into the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like gray. It had an antenna that like flattened and then you had to extend yeah yep. and it like it had to flip down to talk and it had like a full like keypad and uh that thing was like <laughs> that was that was like such a worthless um device because it's like you couldn't call if you were roaming <laughs> and like you were almost always roam like what was the point like you're almost always roaming yeah. because you know it's like there were the networks weren't built out that great at that point. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just, it's, it's funny. And that's like, you know, that's like 25 years. It's wild. You know? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Crazy. 
shit time, you know? crazy. Goddamn. Just fucking going in a circle just like fucking time, me, sick little. Just back to the future. Sick little for True Detective Season 4. Hire me (laughs) a pizza latte. Just turn left and you'll get through time. (laughs) Just keep turning left. Yeah, Sick Lickle was the inspiration for Rust Cole on True Detective Season 1. <laughs> the only thing they do in common is they carve their beer cans into <laughs> little men. <laughs> it's the only thing they have in common. Yeah. Um, Boy, 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 Andy, what what else is jumping out to you from this topic? I've got a few pointers, but what what are you thinking? Um, there's one real key point that I want to I want to underline here, and this is mostly for your benefit because I think that you'll enjoy this observation that I made while uh, reading about this topic, um, is that people who believe in things like Australia being fake and Finland being fake, etc., the argument is really like, well, hey, what if it's fake, though? And like, then they just kind of sit back and they're like, now you, now you have to prove, uh, you have to prove why it does exist. Like they don't, they don't offer any proof and they don't believe that they have the burden of proof that the burden on proof is on anybody else to disprove their like wild assertion or weird question. The burden of proof is on the and state, kind of, Andy. Yeah. And it's kind of a, kind of an infuriating way. Like it's, it's, it's a really aggravating way to argue with someone. Yeah. And it's it's almost like not arguing in good faith in a lot of ways because you come to the table with nothing. You know, it'd be like me saying to you, Art, the sky is not blue and then making you prove that it is. And if you say, well, you can look at it and I'll be like, well, that's probably a conspiracy. Like, you know, I'm not open to any information and it's a really frustrating way to argue. And I kind of was struck by that because I think that's how I argue things. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little maybe. like maybe not to the extent but no you um you bring your own you bring shit to the table i mean you i mean you bring <laughs> shit to the table i've seen you i've seen you at debate <laughs> debate clubs and you bring a big bag of literal doo-doo <laughs> yeah you've seen me shit on a table yeah. you've gotten kicked out of a lot of high school debate clubs for lots of reasons <laughs> <laughs> there's the list is too long really <laughs> I can't get into it because, you know, most of those cases are still pending. Yeah. Uh, do you do that? You know, you you famously, I know this because I know you, but other people know this. Don't know me, <laughs> is that uh, you like to play devil's advocate where someone someone comes in hot, especially me. You know me. <laughs> Bunkfuckers who've been listening yeah. to this long time know that I come in with some big, bold, usually overly genocide, generalized, like hyperbolic statement. And then you'll be you'll you'll come in like well, and then you'll pick it apart like well why why is that why why is yeah. that and that well what about this and then I go I, I it doesn't matter Andy <laughs> you know death by a thousand cuts that's my yes, uh, that's strategy true. um but I don't know I don't think you do that entirely why do you think you do that okay. a lot no I was just I just I feel like I uh, a lot of the uh, feedback I get is that I'm really it was really irritating to like discuss something with me because because <laughs> I'm such an annoying uh, debater or arguer. You have um, uh, you you are a you've got like politician lawyer blood. You're yeah. you're good at that. You're good at talking around people. You're good at saying 
something without saying absolutely anything at all. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, as, very uh, strong as listeners skills. of this podcast will will agree. Yeah, I mean, but other times you do you cut to the. I mean, you have the ability to cut to the point. But I mean, sometimes for like, because you know, I've we we've you know we've had a lot of um, we've gone to a lot of improv shows. We've met a lot of different people. Uh, we've met some people famous, some people not famous. You know, I don't want to brag, but we have. Uh, <laughs> we know. Okay, we know famous people. We know a few. Um, and they would they wouldn't remember us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no point in us bringing them up because they won't know who we are. Yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's not not anything. Um, no, I've seen you mingle with people. Terry because- Cruise. <laughs> We've met only people with the last name Cruz. Yeah. But spelled different ways. Penelope Cruz. I mean, God. Exactly. Right Come on. We, we know them all. We know them all. We went on a cruise. and met <laughs> We them. all went on a cruise. Um, It was the cruise cruise. It was a cruise cruise. We, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit more, uh, maybe, I don't know, introverted. I don't, I don't necessarily think, like, I think I kind of get always the joke that I'm this, like, um, I don't know robot who doesn't want to like interact with other humans but i don't know if that's always true but you i've seen you you're very you're very much a people person you walk up you talk to people you touch people on their backs uh <laughs> you slide your hand up and down <laughs> checking Inside for knives you're Outside checking for knives shirt. i know what you're doing you're right. checking for knives knives ticks whatever yeah. no you're you're like a politician guy you when we it's used to tick run season our improv show, you would walk up to everybody and you would chat with them and you'd say hi. And I would sit in the back corner doing the tech. <laughs> eating broccoli. Usually eating broccoli, broccoli. Just steamed, <laughs> stinky broccoli. And people would complain about the sulfur, sulfur smell. smell. And I would say, I don't know, it's not me. There might be some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of farm animal in here somewhere. Maybe somebody's doing some processing. Bunk Funkers, you don't know because you've never been to one of these, but this is this you is never will incredibly accurate. You never, yeah, will. you never will. <laughs> Show died with COVID. Um, <laughs> no, but you you you're a people person. You walk around and you chat people up, and so you you have those um you have those skills. And I I don't know where <clears throat> yeah. I've gone with this fucking statement, but you um you have that ability. You have those abilities to to be a difficult arguer because you um. You can semantically pick apart people, but also, you know, talk around stuff and make people get flustered. And like you, you let other people prove themselves wrong or talk themselves in a hole. I want to give you just enough rope to hang yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, one thing that I fucking love about uh, this topic this week is that apparently underneath a German city is a drugged up junkie dragon. That's just fucking oh, chilling. Like, where does that come from? Now, I didn't see any updates on this, but allegedly the dragon was supposed to awaken and come up out of the caves in 2014. Oh, on Christmas hell Eve. yeah. Christmas dragon. The Christmas dragon. <laughs> um... So obviously that didn't happen. I don't know what the new if there's a new date uh or what. <clears throat> some of the some of the some of the Bielefeld stuff is very like it's an in joke in Germany. So you kind of have to speak German, which I don't uh which you don't. 
oh, yeah. uh, to to understand everything. So it could be a little tricky to like get absolutely all the information. Same Hasselhoff, Molise, and and Akri. Yeah. No, they they definitely seem like inside jokes, but um, the fact that there's a drugged up dragon just kind of ch- and there's a, a apparently a, a society of secret knights, ancient knights even, which doesn't make any sense. Knights slay the dragons. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever well, had a fairy you know, tale? Well, keep in mind these knights uh, have had their values tampered with by extraterrestrials. <laughs> They're working on orders from extraterrestrials. <laughs> so obviously they've sworn their filthy to uh extra to some ETs. Uh and now they guard the dragon rather than slay it. Dude, fucking sign me up. I want to be a part of an ancient fucking night society that uh worships aliens and swears fealty to aliens and guards a ancient junky dragon that's high on meth and PCP. <laughs> Yeah, those, those are amphetamines. It would probably be downers like quay, quick quaaludes. <laughs> this dragon's like they've just fucking give it LSD and it's just fucking tripping all day long. <laughs> oh god, puff the magic dragon indeed. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I I think I would sign up for that order. That sounds like a cool freaking order. Hell yeah. Hey guys, I what's up with the dragon eyes? Uh, He's eating, he's eating a fuckload of Popeyes and KFC and McDonald's and shit. <laughs> he's got Doritos, Funyuns. He's good, dude. He's good. All right, cool. Let's go play poker. Wonder what kind of fun menu items those places have in Germany. You know how all the chains have like all the special menu items. Yeah. In different countries, I wonder what the German is. I bet they have I a currywurst. Currywurst <laughs> yeah. is very popular in Germany. A donor? Um, a donor? Yeah, they probably have a donor. Donor kebab. Let's see, Germany KFC. We'll look up the menu at the German KFC. KFC Deutschmark home. Which land? Deutschmark. It's the Colonel's 130th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Unser legendarer Gründerhot Geberstag und oh, it went away. Anyway, let's see. I'll assume it's Produtka. Ooh, the double cheese and bacon burger. Hmm. Never heard of that before. It looks like two chicken patties and bacon and some sauce. I would eat it. TS burger. That does sound tasty. Mm-hmm. Um. Otherwise, it's lots of chicken. So Ooh, much here's chicken. One rice box. What's that? It's just a box of dirty rice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, apparently they sell Ben and Jerry's. That's weird. A little unexpected. Um, it's taking forever to load. Um, is this the first dragon we've had on Mister Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast? Actually, I think that it is. That's a good point. Wow. Congrats. Well, this is sort of falling apart because the whole thing, the whole site's in German, so. Well, you should have fucking learned that language fluently before we did this episode, Andy. Jesus Christ, I really fucked up here. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, 
Andy, I think you know while while that rice box loads. Um, <laughs> oh, I went away. It's in German. I, oh, okay. It looks like chicken. It looks like chicken and lettuce and maybe rice. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations, Germany. It sounds delicious. I would eat it. Um, these theories are great, great theories. But I think, and Andy, this is a first. Maybe a first. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends on your how do you classify our first on Mister Bunker's conspiracy type podcast. Okay. Andy, I think we got to make our own conspiracy. Wow. What country do we believe is fake? Ooh, um, now, I have one in mind. Let's see if we have ESP. Let me see if I could send it to you. Like, kinetically. Through. I'm not typing. I'm not touching anything, Bunk Bunkers. I have my eyes closed. I'm, selling, I'm telekinetically sending it to Andy. Okay, Andy, here's the country I'm thinking of. Okay, I've sent it to you. Telekinetically, Andy. What country was I thinking of? Mm, wow. Really putting both of our psychic abilities to the test here. Um, well, I didn't get it telekinetically, so I'm going to just guess based on what I know about you. Which, in a way, is its own psychic. Well, that's uh, a problem exercise. with the receiver, not the transmission, because, I mean, my psychic. <laughs> I've got full bars on my fucking Nokia psychic phone. You should have just chirped it to me. <laughs> um, if you. if uh, Which country do you think is fake? Um. I think that you think. Um. Um, uh, Iceland. Ooh. Ah, no, Andy, no. No. You're going to kick yourself when you hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah. It's Luxembourg, Andy. No, Luxembourg. It's always Luxembourg. You know what what I would have said? You know what I would have said? Yeah. Similar. Andorra. Mm, I didn't even know that was a country. Mm, it is. It is. Yeah, unfortunately for you, it is. <laughs> but might as well not be, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's a first. You heard it here first, folks. Luxembourg. Those, those countries aren't real. They're not real. It's not real. There's no such country as Luxembourg. Luxembourg, not real. I should have known that. Damn, I am kicking myself. We wrote a sketch together when we first met Andy. Luxembourg was the joke. Was it? I don't even remember this. Yeah, it was some dumb sketch about like the uh, the EU. I think something was happening with Greece back then. Remember? And then Luxembourg goes, "Hey, who's gonna?" It was. It was everybody. They need to use the buddy system. That was the joke. Was that the European Union was going to start using the buddy system? And so every country had to pair up. And then Luxembourg is like, hey, who's going to put up with me? And then Germany's like, shut up, Luxembourg. Nobody fucking cares about you. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I do remember that. Okay, that's ringing some bells. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luxembourg. I was debating whether I should say something really controversial. Oh, goodness. But I'm not going to. Okay. 
Jesus. I don't want to stoke any fires unnecessarily. Yeah, I mean, we're having a good time. Everybody's having a fun time until Andy fucking starts (laughs) dropping some truth bombs at the old bonfire. Dark dark humor. We're all Um, roasting marshmallows, and all of a sudden, Daddy's like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Do you ever feel like there are too many countries? (laughs) There's a lot, man. God, there's so many. (laughs) Golly. Should we merge it? Should we merge a few? Let's merge a few. Do we need two Dakotas? Those aren't countries, but you get what I mean. Mm. Some people don't think North Dakota even exists at all. Is that another one? It's just a part of Canada? You know, there's a lot of these. There's a lot of these, like, you know, everywhere. It's But most of them don't have anything. It's just like people are like, yeah, I never met anybody from Wyoming, so it doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I love the idea that you've met somebody from every place that exists. And if you haven't met somebody from there, it doesn't exist. Oh my God. It's like, I've never met anybody from Vanuatu, but I don't doubt that it exists. (laughs) This was the, you know, this, you know what this reminded me of though, is uh, when we talked about uh, Mandela effect. Yep. uh, Svalbard. Yep. uh, Somebody... I, I read a thing at the time where somebody said Svalbard wasn't real because they studied maps extensively. <laughs> Not traveled. Yeah. But they don't remember that being there. It's like, well, <laughs> why the fuck is that a Mandela effect? Just because you shitty fucking memory didn't remember there was an archipelago. You have a famous quote from that episode where you say, we're impersonating the guy, and he's like, "Well, I've never met anybody from Svalbard, so it must not exist." Ah, <laughs> or no, it's wow. well, I've never heard of a country called Svalbard or a city or place called Svalbard, so it probably doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, it's these same the same people, so fucking arrogant, think that they know everything. I think they know the whole fucking like this map. guy thinks, oh, never heard of this place before. Well, it fucking doesn't exist. Must be some kind of interdimensional. Map change. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is your name? People are like, I never met somebody from fucking Bielefeld. Doesn't exist. I know every. I know a person from every place in Germany. <laughs> I've collected them all like beanie babies, <laughs> and I've, I don't have a Bielefeld one. So Germans are Germans are my Pokemon. <laughs> You've got to collect them all. <laughs> collect them all. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Actually, the Germans are uh, no longer allowed to collect things. Um, you know, actually, Bielefeld, uh, as a conspiracy, was suggested by a friend of ours. It was? Yeah. Chris, you brought this up a long time ago. You did? Yeah. Oh. You suggested it. Jeez. I forgot to mention that. Fuck. So, I'm sorry, but Chris, thank you. You made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Andy's just fucking up left and right today, huh? Beep bop boop. Hey, sorry, I suck. Jeez Louise. Well, um, I had something on the tip of my tongue, but oh uh, boy, I derailed your train of thought. I derailed your Trans-Siberian train of thought. Yeah, it's gone. So hey, why don't we get to verdicts? <laughs> Your brain, Siberian. Yeah, it's not coming back. <laughs> Unless there's any other things you want to bring up about the topic, you know, it's kind of uh, a little cut and dry. Wouldn't it be cool if they did find dinosaurs in the rainforest? <laughs> that would be sick. Uh, some people believe that there are dinosaurs hidden 
deep in the jungles of the Congo. Yeah. And that they've seen them. And if you go out there and you talk to the native peoples of those areas, um, that they've seen a brontosaurus. I know what's really out there in the jungles of the Congo. Yeah, what's that? It's those hyper-intelligent, genetically modified gorillas. They warned us about them in that movie, Congo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Donkey Kong. <laughs> Do you remember the crossover game Nintendo did, Donkey Kongo? <laughs> no. <laughs> where where Donkey's whole objective is to murder a team of scientists. <laughs> Diddy Kong's like, no! Funky Kong's like, rad, dude. <laughs> yeah, chop their balls off. Funky Kong in that in that game was uh, actually being sedated by a group of ancient knights. Uh... <laughs> what was the point of that movie? Those gorillas were guarding a treasure? Like, Dude, I've never seen this Solomon's... fucking movie you're talking about. Oh, I think that's it. I think that's it. The gorillas were, were guarding movie. King Solomon's treasure. <laughs> This isn't Planet of the Apes. This is like another fucking ape-based movie. Sentient ape-based movie. Yeah, it was movie. called Congo. Um, it was from like, oh God, it had to be like 1995 or something. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look it up. So bear with me. Okay. Uh, oh my God. 1995 film. Am I good or what? Um. So let's see. Quick synopsis here. Scientist Karen oh, Ross, played by Laura Linney, God. is sent by her father-in-law, mogul R.B. Travis, Joe Don Baker, to the Congo to determine the whereabouts of his son's missing diamond hunting team, led by expert guide Kelly, uh, Ernie Hudson, played by Ernie Hudson. It's Laura Linney. Uh, Ross and a mismatched search party, including primatologist Dr. Peter Elliott, played by Dylan Walsh, <laughs> treasure hunter uh, Herkimer... Homolka, played by Tim Curry, and a gorilla discover a danger far more sinister than anything they expected to find even in the heart of the jungle. That's right. They had a gorilla with them, and they used the gorilla to uh, get involved to like run screen with these uh, other gorillas that were guarding the diamond mine or whatever. Sounds like they really engaged in some gorilla warfare. <laughs> there it is. Um, I think I vaguely, I don't know, I might be having like a little bit of uh just because you mentioned it. it. It does seem somewhat familiar to me, but 95, I would have been about three years old. So unlikely that I remember commercials for this movie, but um oh, the know. gorilla, the gorilla's name was Amy, and Amy had a glove that gave her a digitized digitized voice turned her sign language into a voice <laughs> all right well it's this is so, this sounds like a movie that a fucking dragon high on fucking uh it would be <laughs> LSD like wrote. amy amy happy yeah it was like amy frightened frightened amy curious amy Horny. Was that in the movie? Is that why you like that movie so much? Yeah. This is in the movie, Fred Rogers makes a cameo and has sex with Amy. <laughs> Fred Rogers fucked Coco the gorilla. <laughs> you know they did. 
Uh, do, do, do we get credit for that a theory? Does that count? That's true. We did spread that, that theory was, as well, that Coco Gridrilla so, and Fred Rogers definitely boned. <laughs> wow. The city is flooded with lava killing the gorillas. Well, hey, if anyone else out there has seen this movie and knows what the fuck Andy is talking about, please let us know. <laughs> You've seen the movie Congo from 1995. Do you believe I think that I've seen this movie more than once? Even? Oh my god, it's one of the seven movies you've ever seen, and it's you've yeah, it's taken I've up it two viewings. Once. It's like I haven't. I've only seen um, enough movie. I have seen fewer movies than could fill a standard shopping cart with their DVD in the packaging. What a visual! <laughs> okay, yeah, so bunkers think of a standard shopping cart. Okay, I know that they vary in size and length depending on where you go, but think of a standard one. Well, you know, sometimes you get the ones that are like more straight up and down with the two. Well, this is like your standard. Like, now we're gonna use a volume based measurement for this, not something you know like a football field or you know like whatever, like a DVD rack, perhaps. Yeah, imagine you got the movie, the D- the DVDs in the packaging. So in the case, I probably couldn't fill a standard shopping cart with the movies I've seen in their DVD packaging. <laughs> and if that doesn't make sense to you, I don't know, don't know how else to explain it. And yet, probably all of those movies, maybe I've seen, you know, probably a, a, an unreasonable portion of them more than once. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Andy. Um, <laughs> we got to get to verdicts here. We got to get to verdicts here. Um, I mean, I think I think almost everybody here can kind of see where we're going to go with this. But, Andy, what what do you think of this? Where, where, you, where, you, where you at on this one? Yeah, I don't think I got to say a whole lot. I'm case closed. Yeah. These places are real. Like, <laughs> um, you know, it, for me, it gets back to the whole thing. There's literally no evidence that they don't exist and a whole bunch of evidence that they do <laughs> exist. So, I mean, you know, I say a lot of times when we're doing verdicts, I just, you got to go where the evidence leads you. The evidence leads you to say it's case closed. I think a lot of these, there's nothing wrong with this. It's fun. Like these are, I think it's more than anything. It's people joking like, oh, about, about Melise, like, oh, it's, it's small, it's mountainous, um, you know, and people in Molise, they don't they don't take it seriously. Like they kind of enjoy it. It's like it gets right. people interested. Yeah. People who would never have gone there before. Maybe they start to travel there, come and see uh, all the sites in Molise, like the world's oldest continuously operating bell foundry, which is in Molise. Um, that's the fact. Yeah. Um, so come see them make uh, tri- bells the traditional way. Um, so I don't know. It's fun. Uh, like people who take it seriously, it's like, I mean, pause, I think, and think about that for a second. Right. But eh, case closed. They're real. Fair, fair, very fair. Andy is fair. Who's the fairest Andy of them all? It's you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Case closed. The The sheer amount of people that would need to be involved, every <laughs> single airline <laughs> pilot who has ever flown to the country of Australia would need to be duped in some capacity and told that they are somehow like just the sheer amount of people and then everybody who's ever on a plane like all the people who like (laughs) the sheer amount of people 
I mean, every every airline pilot, every every airline pilot would have to. They know where they're flying. What do you think? They don't know where they're flying. Yeah. They know where in in fucking, you know, longitude and latitude coordinates that they are in the world. So to say that like, oh, the, you're not going to Australia. You're just going to some South American country or some other place. It's like, uh, okay, then every fucking airline in the world has to be fucking complicit on this because they're sending these planes to South America. And you think the fucking British government is that fucking powerful? To what? To hide up a fucking a bunch of murders that took place in the 1800s? They could give a fuck. <laughs> Be uh, like, oh, I don't give a fuck about no murders. Cheerio, tip tip tippery. <laughs> Pish posh, rushing your chimney. Like, honestly, to really to think that they're trying to cover up murders that took place 200 years ago, like they could give a fuck. They don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, think of all the horrible, the horrible shit that the British have have like owned up to. Yeah, I mean it's probably only a fraction of the stuff, but nevertheless. Now, if you want to say Australia is fake for creating Vegemite, then yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> apparently it tastes god awful. I've never had it. I never had it either. I've never been to Australia. I haven't either. But, uh, hey, maybe one day we'll travel there together. Hey, for all of our Australian listeners, maybe someday. Just to prove that it's real. <laughs> we'll do a special report on location <laughs> from Australia. Yep. <laughs> uh, as we get attacked by wildlife. Yeah. Um, well, hey, Andy, those were our verdicts and they were very real. Those were not fake verdicts. No, you can't fake that. Um, you can't, and you definitely can't fake using the hashtag. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a tough one. I think it's got to be sick lickle. <laughs> yeah, sick lickle. Yep. <laughs> spell that however yeah, you feel like it. Yeah, spell it however you feel be. like it. Hashtag, use the hashtag. I've got an idea in my mind, but <laughs> let's see what you guys come up with. Use the hashtag sick lickle. And let us know what you think about this topic. Is Australia fake? Australians, let us know. Fin, Finland, Finnish, the Finnish? Finnish, Finnish listeners, before you finish, let us know. Um, German, Italian, and Brazilian listeners, hey, hit us up. Yeah. And especially if you're from Bielefeld. Yeah. Or Lise, uh, Lise, yeah. Acre, yeah. Let us know. If you're a drugged up dragon living under secret <laughs> caverns and ley lines, hit us up too. We know you're listening to fucking podcasts. You're high as a kite. <laughs> we definitely want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, you can email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Tweet or Instagram us at mrbunkerpod. Find our YouTube page by searching Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. And if you have the means and want to support the show, you can donate to us on Patreon for $5 a month. You can get access to our Patreon-only show, Andy and Art Debunked. It is um, a looser, you know, uh, very fun show. We've done a few fun episodes. We've got more in the bank coming out that are going to be great. Uh, we have, uh, we've, we've 
we debunk common myths, for example, that we only use 10% of our brains. We have done a TV commentary review of Ancient Aliens, season one episode or season two, episode one. And uh, we got some we got some fun episodes planned, so um, consider checking that out if you feel like it. Um, yeah. Andy, that's all I got to say, baby boy. Hey, Art, you did a great job there. I really liked hearing about that. Um, and, you know, I just want to say to all our fans out there, all you kids listening to this today, hey, <laughs> thanks for being on this journey with us. <laughs> Thanks for being on this journey to us. So let's get back into the little bunk tech Cessna and fly back. Put it back into the bunk tech secret bunker hangar. Um, let's get the fuck out of here. Get the okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> um, hey everybody, have a pleasant evening, smooches, and a bright tomorrow. For not the titular Mister Bunker, but for my Rudy. Rudy? Ruddy. Oh, got it. I don't know. Uh, because I'm a undersized uh, football hero or because I'm like whatever ruddy means. You have a reddish color. Uh, Andy Hart, I'm Art <laughs> yep. Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Um... Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.